and coaches and you know the players uh, for sure you know the training staff managers everybody has, has a hand in it we really got a fun group of people all working together and uh, you know we hit our stride here in the back half of the really the last few games to 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 have a chance to be the champions and put together a great game today uh, you know offense didn't have a turnover until the last two minutes so basically didn't have one and Thought Luis Perez was just incredible all night. Uh, receivers caught everything. Tyler Vaughn, my gosh, some of the catches he made were incredible. Defensively, other than the two big explosive plays, we played a great game. Came up with a couple picks, and uh, it was a fun night. And uh, just proud of the team overall and uh, excited for the players. They're, they're loving it. Awesome, awesome football game enjoyed it i loved watching the uh the broadcast i thought the broadcast was good thought it was a good game and how about the story of luis perez it's one of the better sports stories i've heard in a while i think it's crazy so to those who don't know midway through the season coach stoops traded a linebacker for uh for a quarterback luis perez uh, and he's played in pretty much every single non-NFL league that has ever, uh, you know, during his time that, is, that has been open for business. He's from California. His dad played, I believe, on the Mexican national soccer team. Um, and he, he liked football, played football, but never played varsity football. Not a snap. He, not one snap. Right. He was actually, Tyler, planning and trying to get a college scholarship through bowling. <laughs> uh, was a, a really good bowler. Yeah. Well, decided that he's going to basically walk on, not basically, he's going to walk on to junior college, and he was ninth string quarterback at his junior college. Sticks it out, injuries, transfers, Ends up number two on the depth chart. And then I believe an injury to the starter lands him as uh, uh, finally out there getting the first team reps, does well. Uh, gets an opportunity to go to Texas A&M Commerce, where he, no big deal, wins the Harlan Hill Trophy, the Division II uh, Heisman Trophy, and a national championship at Texas A&M Commerce. Really, really cool, man. I think that that is... That's why I love these leagues is for guys like that to have an opportunity to go show their stuff in front of the country. I think that's just awesome. Yeah, a couple of big takeaways from that. One, it just proves it's always a great idea to trade a linebacker for a quarterback. Good things happen. (laughs) Right. Two, and probably the biggest takeaway, it's great to hear that there is a Texas A&M that's won a national championship (laughs) since the end of World War II. That I does exist out there. It's Texas A&M Commerce, not Texas A&M at College Station, but there is an A&M that has won something of significance in the past 80 years. It's great to hear. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be cool if it was all the Texas A&Ms? Because there's one in Kingsville, too, right? Texas yes. A&M Kingsville? Correct. Wouldn't it be awesome if they had, like, a relegation system and Jimbo gets sent down to A&M Kingsville and they bring up uh, their coach? Or the commerce coach. Well, hell, Kingsville got a good front seven up there, you know. They're they're tough (laughs) against the run. (laughs) You'd make an excuse for that for sure. 
Uh, I've got bowl projections in front of me from the Action Network. Where does uh, – oh, they got uh, A&M and the ReliaQuest Bowl in Tampa against Notre Dame. Sounds like the a – ReliaQuest? Like yeah, sounds like an 8-4 and four season to me based on where they're projected. Um, but, hey, there is a Texas team in a New Year's Six Bowl game from Brett McMurphy. However, it is not the one that has been constantly hyped up this entire offseason. I guess Brett McMurphy has Texas Tech winning the Big 12 and playing Alabama in a New Year's Six Bowl game in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. I have uh, heard a lot of crazy predictions wow. this offseason. Texas is involved in, a, in most of those, but I don't know if I've ever seen anyone pick Tech to win the uh, Big 12 in football before. This might be a first. That is interesting. That's his legitimate pick as of right now. Yeah, and I don't see another Big 12 team in his New Year's Six or his college football playoff. His playoff is um, his playoff is Michigan and Florida State and Georgia and Washington. I don't see any other Big 12 team. So he, he has Tech winning the Big 12 and playing Bama in the Cotton. Man. Michigan, Florida State. Georgia, Washington. Georgia, Washington? <laughs> He's your little okay. out there. I, hey, I love it. Uh, let's mix it up a little bit. Dang. Okay. Wow. I still can't wrap my head around. Texas me. Tech yeah, winning yeah. the Big 12 because it's never happened before, nor have they ever played in a conference championship game. Well, you know what I, I, I constantly say? There's a new team ever since they reintroduced the, the new Big 12 championship game. There's been a new team playing it every single year. So, um, Tech is one of the teams that has not made it yet. Well, you got Tech, West Virginia, and Kansas. Correct, Are yes. the only teams that have not made it. Yeah, I guess he has Tech beating Texas because he has Texas in the Valero Alamo Bowl against USC. Okay. Who are you rooting for in that one? Well, as Caleb Williams probably opts out of that game, of the Alamo Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I guess I – Texas? Who cares? <laughs> Who I don't cares? know. <laughs> don't know. As for the Sooners, uh, he projects that we're all going to be heading down to the lovely city of Houston for the Texas Bowl to take on okay. future SEC foe Mississippi State. All right. OU minus six against Mississippi State in said Texas Bowl. So if you've got Tech in a New Year's Six – Texas at the Alamo is the Texas Bowl. Is that the third? Is that the next best? Uh, I, I, I think the Cheese It Just is necessarily the next best. Though, I don't know. That's they got, they got Kansas yeah. State in that one. So I guess OU finishes like fourth in the conference this year, according to old Brett. Well, I think if after last year, especially if the Cheese It Bowl has an opportunity to get Oklahoma, they'll take Oklahoma no matter <laughs> what their record. That's what is. we learned. Five and seven, Oklahoma? Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and take that place. Special yeah, we know they're exemption. not bowl eligible, but special exemption here. I don't see Oklahoma State on the list. So, Brett is an OSU alum, and it looks like he – oh, no, he's got him in the first responder bowl against Michigan State. Never mind. Sounds okay. like six and six to me, most likely. Well, I don't know. I, I think it is – because Texas and Texas Tech play each other, right? 
Uh, Don't Tex- they play each other? I think Tech and Texas do. Yeah, let me double check that, though. Because Texas plays eight games in the state of Texas. I, I think that I think they hit all of the Texas schools. Um, I think it's I think it's most likely, yeah, they're playing last game of the year, be a rematch. In Austin, yep. Back-to-back. Um, I... I think it's most likely going to be like Oklahoma and Kansas State. I think it's going to be teams that don't play each other. Yeah, teams that don't play each other. I, I just when I'm factoring it in, I told you this last week, but I got to look at teams with favorable schedules just because the league to me is so wide open this year. Right. If there were two dominant teams, but they had two of the more difficult schedules. I could get over that, but in a league that I think is going to be pretty even for the most part, I'm going to tend to lean on schedules to figure out who's going to play in this game. And like, with that being said, Oklahoma is, I mean, got one of the best, if not the best schedules in the entire conference, so that's a big reason why I'm going to pick them there. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I I just I can't wrap my head around Tech. Uh, winning it. I'm not saying that they can't. I mean, they've got Tyler Shuck. He's going to have to play really good. Um, you know, they lost both both of their backs that carried, you know, the bulk of the, the load in the running game for like the last three years. Um, you know, they lost a ton of guys defensively, and I know that they're, they're going to be able to replace well, and Joey McGuire's done a, a good job in recruiting and, and through the transfer portal, but man, that seems like Seems like a hot take is what it seems like to yeah. me. It seems like I'm going to put this out mid-May and, you know, throw something crazy out to, to get some attention. And, hey, it worked, Brett. Nice job. But, Let's yeah, I see. can't pick Tech to, to win the league. Can't They've there. got they got Oregon week two um, at West Virginia, at Baylor, at BYU, at Kansas, at Texas. Dang, they've got um, they got some – they play everyone. Tech has a tough schedule. Now, they dodge Oklahoma, but that doesn't mean much according to Brett McMurphy. Um, you know, if, It looks if like 8-4 a- Oklahoma, uh, according to, to Brett. Yeah. Huh. Well. Which 8-4 and four Oklahoma would mean um, a bit of a hot seat going into year three, first year in the, in the SEC. Not yeah. the spot that you want to be in. Tech plays uh, – they play Texas, they play Kansas State, they play TCU. They're at Kansas, which is tough, at Baylor, which is tough. I mean, and they got Oregon in the non-con. That's one of the harder schedules yeah. in the conference. To, to the OU side of things, though, like I, I don't think that they're going to be playing in the Texas Bowl. I think that their bowl destination is going to be a little bit better than that. I'm going to guess that you would probably agree with that. But let's just say that Brett McMurphy is right about that. OU's 8-4. and four. They're playing in a mid-tier bowl game like that. <laughs> what are the odds that the starting quarterback that bowl game is Jackson Arnold and not Dylan Gabriel? I would tend to think it's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that that is definitely the case. Um, I mean, if we're talking about an 8-4 and four season where, like, we don't have – I mean, I guess you could always have – a bunch of injuries and stuff like because there's some spots where we lack a lot of depth and it could get ugly if we if we get the injury bug that's focused on a couple of different position groups um y- yes 
which I would say that I would say like if we lose a game or maybe not one game, but if we lose two games, depending on how it all unfolds, you can start looking for some heavy quarterback action right away. Yeah. Uh, this one from the 405, it's really a point that you, you can't dispute. It says, well, I mean, Texas Tech didn't win with Patrick Mahomes. so And they're structured a little bit different as a program than they were with Mahomes. I understand that. But yeah. the point still hits pretty hard that they didn't win at a high level with Pat. Yeah. Well, I, that's true. Um We'll just have to we'll just have to see, man. I I think long term, and I guess not even long term. I think short term that McGuire's gonna, he's going to do a really good job there. I do. Um, I think he they, could they win a Big Twelve title in the new Big Twelve. I think that that could be something that they achieve in the next five years or so. Yeah, I mean, I think that about a lot of schools in the new Big Twelve, but Tech is in that list in that group. I don't think that they can sustain and win three out of five or three out of six, but could they win one? Yeah, I think that they could find themselves with the right team and make a run. I guess I guess there's a chance that I am biased against Texas Tech to where, you know, they've been kind of the same thing for so long that maybe I'm not recognizing what's happening right in front of my face with, uh, with Joey McGuire. Well, I'm curious what the text line thinks about Texas Tech because McMurphy's not the only person out there that's really high on Tech. I think what the, uh, Pate, the Big 12 we, odds, what was that, Pate? Was well, Pate, high on him too? Yeah, well, we paid that audio, played right. that, uh, audio clip on Friday of him saying, we're in on it now and everyone else is going to be in on it in August. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule from a year ago. They had five losses, and all of their losses were to top 25 teams except for Baylor. It was not a top 25 team. They lost to, at the time, number 16, NC State, number 22, Texas, in overtime. Uh, they lost to Kansas State, your eventual Big 12 champ, by, uh, what is that, by nine. And they lost, at, at the time, number seven, Oklahoma State, 41-31. <laughs> it's crazy. Oklahoma State was number seven in the country at one point last year. Um, and then they lost at number seven TCU, 34-24 by 10, and then, like I said, Baylor. So I, if you want to say it, they're all good losses, they beat Kansas down the stretch, they beat Iowa State, they beat Oklahoma in overtime, beat Ole Miss handily in a bowl game. Uh, I mean, that's nothing to, like, turn your nose up at. Tyler Shuck as the starters undefeated. You know, he started the last three regular season games and then the, the bowl game all wins. So, I, I don't just, know. Yeah, I I think they could win nine games this year, go nine and three in their best regular season since 2008 probably, but winning the conference, I, I can't I can't get there with Tech. Uh, tech, eight and four, their ceiling, says a texture on the 903-580. Tech is the next Kansas State. They are building but won't ever be spectacular or win anything big, i.e. a playoff game or national championship. I think Tech fans would take the next Kansas State, even if it might not mean a uh, big-time playoff win or a big bowl win. Well, that wouldn't be a bad world for them. You're going to have to reevaluate not ever winning a playoff game because that whole situation is about to change. 
you're going to be perhaps playing a playoff game where you're not facing one of the top four seeds. Uh, I definitely, 100% think Kansas State can win a playoff game moving forward. 918, same people who put perennial 8-5 and five Texas A&M in the top 25 every single year. Talking about Tech. Uh, I guess not real. Like this is a out of left field type of thing. Yeah, very much so. Chris Rich says, "Well, even with Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree, they still couldn't win. They lost their stud defensive end. Nah, seven and five is their ceiling. Yeah, line selling hard. What year was Crabtree? Oh eight is with the year they made that run. So here's the thing: they didn't with with Crabtree in that group, but you also it was." Right in the era where Oklahoma and Texas both played in national championship games. It's not like the conference was like what you've seen recently. I mean, that was, I mean, who knows if Tech was in a different conference at the time, like how good that team actually was at the time. Tech is south of Amarillo. Correct. Did you say yeah. otherwise? Did we mess up uh, no? Lubbock's? Okay. I was just wondering where that was coming from. Um. I, I mean, Amarillo, the, the closest reasonable place to stay the nights if you're attending a Tech home game in Lubbock. Because there I is not a reasonable place to stay in Lubbock for what they charge. It's ridiculous. I could have said that they weren't south of Amarillo. I say all kinds of That's true. Uh, weird things, but I know that they're not. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I didn't say it. Aren't we south of Amarillo? Probably. Yeah. Um, I drove out there about a year ago to do the show. You remember that? Yeah. That was the longest three and a half hours of my life, that I drive mean, back. Driving through right a haboob and a torrential downpour at the same time. Or maybe you, those were uh, – maybe the haboob came after I left. I don't remember, but it, it happened that night at some point. You never drive through a haboob. You That's stop and hang out for a while. Guy says, four losses. Good God. Who's he think that's going to beat us? Texas, TCU, UCF, Kansas? Jeez, that would suck. Yeah, eight, yeah. And, eight and four would not. You'd be on the hot seat going into year three. At, yeah, least, I, would, at uh, least I think. You think? <laughs> yeah. Eight and four? It'd be very eight. hot. That's just the unfortunate reality of the situation. Eight and four means you probably don't beat any sort of a good team this year. That's the reality of the situation, too. What if you're eight and four and you beat Texas? Uh, still on the hot seat. Yeah. There's really no good way to spin it because um, I, if you beat Texas, it means that you lost to someone that doesn't matter. Well, not that they don't matter. It's like... It would be four bad losses, like is yeah, what I'm well, saying. I, it, not it, that look, Texas is a Texas good loss. Texas is your but. biggest rival, and obviously you want to win that after last year, but it's also not the standard. Like, if you beat Texas, you beat the standard in the sport. If you beat Texas, it probably means they were 8-4 and four along with you as well. And it may right. not look like all that great of a win nationally. So, no, I don't think a Texas win could save any sort of a 7- or an 8-win season this year. Right. Huh. Well, man, I don't know. I don't know. Wild stuff there with some of those uh, those bold predictions there. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. 
At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we're feeling good. How good? The hottest selection in town good. Plus, during the Memorial Day sales event, get incredible deals like $14,000 off the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4XE and $10,000 off the 2022 Ram 2500 Laramie. So feel good and shop Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman and LandersCDJRNorman.com. Must finance through Stellantis. WAC, see dealer for details. You're simply the best. Summer is just around the corner at Riverwind. And if you're looking for OKC's best casino experience, you'll find it right here at Riverwind. With over 2,800 of your favorite games. And the best rewards program. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino in the metro. You're simply the best. Attention all Sooner fans. Don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 Oklahoma football season today. Season tickets start at $400, and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash commit23. That's Soonersports.com slash commit23. Or contact the OU Athletic Ticket Office by phone at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner! For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Did you know there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, and that place is, ta-da, State Farm. Here's the deal, State Farm agent Cindy Nasher is your go-to agent in Norman for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has you covered. Call 405-307-0500 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Does your business need a trusted electrical advisor to help with repairs, maintenance, service changes, or upgrades? Don't trust just anyone. Choose Wade Electric, a family-owned company with over 50 years of experience. Wade Electric has an extensive portfolio of completed projects in new construction, remodels, and service. We specialize in a variety of electrical installations like accent lighting and automation, landscape and security lighting, and more. Call Wade Electric at 405-329-1940. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Are you looking for luxury apartments for rent in Norman? The Falls at Brookhaven offers stunning apartments and a well-maintained, calm atmosphere. Enjoy our landscaping, a swim in the pool, or take your pet for a walk in one of our two dog parks. Our spacious outdoor areas and state-of-the-art amenities will make this new home feel like a resort. All this can be right outside of your door when you live at the Falls at Brookhaven. 
Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online to thefallsatbrookhaven.com to view our spacious floor plan. Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, quickly on the text line. Some people are a little bit nervous about uh, what, how the league's going to handle OU Texas this year. Jesse says, I just worry that the league will not want an OU Texas conference championship game as we are both walking out the door. Holding calls may be hard to come by once again this year. Yeah, People will I don't be monitoring know. that situation. I I tend to disagree, and and maybe I'm naive, but I feel like the Big 12 in their last year with Oklahoma and Texas would love nothing more than an Oklahoma-Texas Big 12 championship game where the winner goes to the playoff. I The more people that watch – the more money for everyone involved, right? Yeah, I, I'm guessing they probably prefer uh, two teams playing in the playoff, not OU and Texas, and still make the playoff. Yeah. But that would that would bring in some some cash to the league. Yeah, and you know, I, maybe that's the case. Um, I got to tell you though, man. I even last year, I it was not a good year for us officiating wise, but. We're stuck in remember. Like the reason it's like that is because we had a team that had no margin for error, and no matter who we played, it was going to come down to a handful of plays. And whenever you're that close, week in, week out, officiating matters. A blown call here or there, a bad call, a, a bad review, like those things can impact your season whenever you hang around with every single team that you play. Uh, it's just just how it goes. From the 580, I think this could be a year that an undefeated Big 12 champ is left out of the playoff. One loss SEC and Pac-12 runners-up might be more appealing to the committee. See, yeah, I'm, I'm not there on that. I, no way. Ha- has an undefeated Power 5 team ever been left out of the playoff? I, I, can't, I can't think of one. Well, you're going to have to tell me who the undefeated team is to begin with. I Let's just say Oklahoma because we've got a – what you and I both agree is a, a very, very reasonable schedule for a, a team as good as Oklahoma has been historically. There is no way. Like, if, you want to, if you want to talk about bias and everything being involved – like, there is no way a team that is about to go to the SEC is going to go undefeated and be left out. No. Like, everyone in no. the room is going to want them in. I've seen a one-loss OU get in with a terrible loss to a five-win team and still get in easily, comfortably. Yeah. I've seen TCU now be a one-loss team and lose their conference championship game yeah. and, and still be in. And, right. and, and what is a – where were they, the three seed, I guess, as well with yeah, that? And, and think about the risk in that game. Think about the risk of putting TCU in, who just lost their last game, not a historical power, 
uh, just a one, not a team that's good year in, year out. This was like a, uh, a, a shot in the dark type of game, lightning in a bottle or lightning in a bottle type of season for TCU, and they put them in. That's a big risk. Now it paid off because they went out and won, and um, and and what they beat Michigan and got in. Yep. And uh, had that not happened, can you imagine oh the, the backlash they well, would have got had there, they not won that game? There still was, even yeah. after they won that game, with how bad they got beat in the national championship. See, this is why we should right. have had Alabama there the entire time. There's no way Alabama gets beat this bad or insert team here. Right. Like, TCU just won the game. Like, come on, Georgia was just that good last year. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. You, that would be a massive – stretch you'd have to have you'd have to have other undefeated teams and other teams with one loss that you know was a law a very tight loss to a really good team that maybe they ended up beating later you know i I, you're an undefeated power five team you're getting in the playoff this year i don't i don't really care who you are yeah or what status you're you're getting in the thing yeah, I agree. Which, by the way, I totally off topic, but I, I read a story on Florida today in that job, and if you were going to conduct a best jobs in college football list, Florida would probably fall somewhere in the top five, if not that, in the top ten. We, we've heard the narrative on Florida before, how when it's going, it's maybe the best job in college football. Well, there's some people out there that don't really think that that's the case. It's not maybe as good of a job as – most people think because of how, like, basically what their facility situation is like. So th- this was interesting. Alabama got an indoor facility in 1986, okay? So they've mm-hmm. had one for a while. Tennessee got an indoor facility in 1989. LSU got an indoor facility in 1991. Florida didn't get one until 2015. Baker Mayfield's first year as a starter at OU. Wow. And that kind of – like, they're, they're the flagship university in the state of Florida where there's all this talent and they've had this success. And when it comes to facilities, man, they are just not – not that – I don't know if they don't have a ton of money there or what the deal is, but they they fall pretty far behind when it comes to the SEC tier of things. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Um, huh. You know what's fascinating is, and I don't know if they do now, but they used to not. I don't think the Tampa Bay Bucks have an indoor practice facility. I don't know the answer to that. They didn't whenever I was there, and I know that was a long time ago, but it's it was interesting because there's more uh, like air-to-ground lightning in that area than anywhere else in the world, and like you'd constant and there's like after every afternoon storms roll through you constantly have to run off the practice field because of lightning stuff so i i think maybe that 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 might be a geography thing um but you know everyone has it just yeah to have well, spurrier it that, that is was a weird like thing. Uh, i don't know if spurrier was quoted in the story for he just he just said it previously years ago that when he was there and the weather was bad they would just either go inside like the gym and practice or not practice at all Wow. Well, all, all the others. and Well, they just built a brand-new facility, though. Yeah, they just finished yeah. it, didn't they? But it, the story is also to how did Florida get so far behind? 
Yeah. Because, you know, we we tend to talk more about Texas and what's happened to them the past decade. But, man, Florida hasn't been that much better. Post-Tebow, which that first year was 2010, yeah. they have more. They have the same amount of losing seasons for as they do 10-win-plus seasons. Yeah. Well, they have not. They have not been very good post-Tebow. Now, outside of a few instances. They're in a great state for talent, but I don't know like how really attractive Gainesville is. It's kind of never been there. It's northern, it's it's in the middle of the state. It's it's not on the coast. Um you know, just it's kind of interesting. I don't I, I wonder if that's kind of a part of it. It's it's a smaller town. It's not like you're talking about Tampa or or Miami, or even Jacksonville, which it's it's fairly close to. Um, I wonder if that's like a, a barrier. Like maybe they don't have like a, a really wealthy donor base that just is can afford to pump all kinds of money into the facilities. I don't know. I don't know much about Florida, honestly. Uh, here we go. The Dion hype will be alive and well. Week one, Colorado at TCU, September second. Is set for big noon on Fox. Prime time game on Fox week one. That's not surprising at all. Pac-12 and a Big 12 school. Well, Colorado at TCU, big noon, week one. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I've – I've had a – I've kind of been all over the map when it comes to Colorado, and my opinion has been heading south on as what it, I think – this year is going to be for them uh, unless some things change. Now, I saw some reference to that they got a bunch of Florida State guys that were in the transfer portal. Is that true? I don't know if a bunch would be the or, right I word think it was to... five. Like five Florida State transfers, but I I don't know that any of them were. Are you talking about just overall this portal cycle or this weekend? I'm not. It, it didn't specify. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to say I, I didn't see that. Colorado got five players over the weekend. Maybe I missed something, but no, it may have been over the the whole portal. Uh, you know, since it, since all that stuff started happening, I don't know, but I don't know, man. Colorado seems uh, like how bad can they be in year one to where every, everyone says that ah, everything is fine here is is because they were horrible a year ago. Like you've got to give quite a bit of leash. Yeah. I mean, they were bad last year. They only won one game. But the thought was, well, you can't be any worse than last year. Well, what, what if they are? What right. if they only win? Because their non-con is pretty difficult at TCU. Um, Nebraska at home. Not that Nebraska is going to be some great team. But, you know, th- th- I think they'll be better than what they've been maybe the past couple of years. And then they play Colorado State. Right. Colorado State's their only win and they go 1-11. Then I think people will be pressing the panic button. Right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The problem is, like, for networks, they're all excited. Everyone wants to see it. But what if you got just a horrible, horrible, horrible football team? And it may, like, TCU is like a 21 point favorite in that first game. Yeah. It may be yeah. a horrible game. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Football. You love it. We love it. You live it. We live it. You need it, we got it. Nobody covers college football better. The Rush, right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers Chrysler. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
West Yalagosny Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer at WYG? Communication is a priority. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, let's start with OU baseball. Um, on a decent little run right now, uh, which, by the way, they went from West Virginia on the East Coast in their next series was in Spokane, Washington on the West Coast. How about that? That's um, – that's tough travel. They've had seven straight road games and uh, ended up being 5-2 and two in those seven straight road games. Um, end up sweeping Gonzaga. They've got UT Arlington tomorrow, and then they finish up the conference schedule with a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series with Oklahoma State. And if things continue nicely, it feels like they're starting to heat up a little bit at the right, right time. Could make some waves here in the postseason. I think the number is 10 of their last 13. Um, but really, the story from this weekend, didn't the – do you hear about the uniforms getting stolen at, at one point? Like, uh, no. A, a set of their – Plank was mentioning that this morning, that a set of their uniforms were stolen this weekend. Uh, nice. Out of a hotel room, I guess. And I, I don't know if they think that they're going to be able to get those back. But, yeah, that's very strange and unfortunate that that happened. Look for a Little League team out there wearing way too large uh, Oklahoma baseball uniforms. And honestly, the the West Coast is the perfect place to steal those because they don't pay attention to collegiate sports and they'll have no idea who the Sooners are. And no if you get caught, you won't uh, get arrested. Especially if right? you're in the state of Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> everything's legal out there. Good stuff. Um, John Morant. What about that situation? Have you ever th- seen anything so dumb? No, I mean, the, the whole thing before was dumb, but then to put yourself yeah. in a situation like that again, I mean, I just I, – I, I, can't, I can't explain it. Sorry. And it sounds like if you listen to people who are in the know, like the league is going to hand down a Not big Not suspension. And you look at the recent history, you know – the guy he was in this car with the recent time is the guy that got banned for life from the arena where allegedly they were pointing a laser pointer from a gun at the Pacers uh, outside the locker room. Um, he's going to get a big suspension, it looks like, and it's going to cost him millions of dollars. Now, yeah, he's going to continue to make a bunch, but... That dude needs to get things uh, turned around quickly. And I think it's bad whenever a lot of current and former players and people are hammering him for this and making fun of him and, you know, talking about his his history and everything. It was pretty fascinating how all that uh, came out afterwards and everyone kind of jumped all over him, but earned. Yeah, not, not too exciting if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan. I don't know if they feel like they're in some sort of a championship window, but – you're not in any sort of a window if John Moran is not available for a long stretch of time. No doubt. Good luck with that. That's got to be frustrating for uh, the um, front office there, teammates, everything. Did you watch – I know the answer to this, but I have to ask anyway. Did you watch any of the Live Golf over I the weekend? I didn't watch any Live Golf. You know this. You're right about that. However – I did see enough on social media to say, wow, they got a lot of people out there to Tulsa. It was the uh, highest attended live golf event in the States. Is that is that right? And, uh, that they've had, not just in the state, it's 
that they've had in the in the league or whatever you want to call it. I, it's the most attended that they've had yet, I believe. And uh, it looked like the event went well. It ended in a playoff, which I thought was uh, was pretty cool. Dustin Johnson wins it. Um, they had some trouble with the course, though. And I don't know if they had, like, some stuff die out over the winter. To be honest with you, I should have been a little more informed on what went wrong with the course. But there are some parts on the course that did not look good. But overall, thought it was a pretty good event. They got what they wanted. I like the format. I like everything that went on. Hopefully, they stick around and they're going to be back in Oklahoma every year. That was, I think it went well for everyone. I'll be interested. Uh, well, I won't be interested, but some might be interested uh, from for those that attended both the PGA event and the Live Golf event. Which one they preferred more as a spectator? Not in term like just in terms of uh, the because the two the two were so different. Yeah, you know, one of the things that it sounds like people really enjoy, and I think it comes across well on TV too. They do a shotgun start. So everyone is on, you know, in a regular PGA event, they start tee times at like 7 in the morning, and they go off in pairs, uh, at least on the weekend after the cut. They go off in pairs, and, you know, the the leaders don't tee off until like 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, so the event is like a full day. The Live Golf has a shotgun start to where everyone's on the course at the same exact time. And then they go, the whole event lasts like four and a half hours. And it seems like people like that, and it plays well on TV. You have everyone out there. So, uh, Is that all you got? Yep. All right, Florida State Athletic Director Michael Lawford been talking about uh, his yeah. comments for the past couple of months. Apparently he has a thought, like, the idea that UCF could have a better media deal than us is, quote, just not acceptable to us, end quote. Yeah. Which I, I get that from Florida State's perspective. How could UCF of all teams have a better media deal than us? That's not he, right. He's been very, very outspoken since he's taken over that job. Um, you know, right after the season, or was it was it the week leading up to the game? It may have been the week leading up to the game or right after the game. He was talking about how bad their media deal is. Uh, by their count, Florida State brings in 15% of the revenue for the league, and they get a payout of 7%, and that is just not reasonable for them, and they're not going to do it moving forward. Uh, the Chris Kleiman deal, new eight-year extension, is yeah. finalized. Looks like he's going to make around $5.5 million uh, per year moving forward. Good for Chris Kleiman. Three of the past four coaches have won a Big 12 title at Kansas State. Now, Two of those coaches were the same guy, but Chris Kleiman won one last year. Bill Snyder won it uh, before him. Ron Prince didn't win one, and then Bill Snyder won uh, K-State's first back in 2003. Yeah. How, how, many, how many programs in the conference can say that three out of their past four coaches have won a Big 12 championship? I know one down in Austin can't say that. Baylor? Baylor has what? Bryles? No, they would only have two because Rule never no. won one. He just got to a oh, championship game. Yeah. That's right. I don't know. Why am I sitting here thinking Rule won one? Uh, no, they couldn't, but they've been the closest. I guess could, could OU even? Yeah, OU can't even say that right now unless Brent Venables wins one this year. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Lincoln Riley this and Bob our, Stoops are the only two that have won one in the in, This OU. is the This is our last chance at it. To uh, to tie that record from Kansas State, nice stat. 
Golly, they're the only team in the league to uh, – like, two of those are the same. So three of their last four coaching tenures, how about that, have, has at least won one Big 12 title. Let's see. Good move by K-State. Eight-year extension, only $5.5 per. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a good deal for him uh, and them. I, like, I, think, I think Kansas State – it, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, I think have a really good chance to maximize all of their potential with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. One thing real quick on the text line before we hit a break. You want an overwhelmingly positive review of the Live Golf Tournament in Tulsa? This is from, the, this is from the 918. I'd prefer that all golf tournaments stay out of here. These stupid events jack up half the streets in Tulsa which are already crap and make life miserable for us. <laughs> yeah, is that true? I don't you know. Can, I can't believe that that tournament really screwed up traffic in Tulsa. There wasn't that many people there, uh, but maybe I'm wrong. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will uh, wrap up hour number two next. Football, you love it. We love it. You live it. We live it. You need it, we got it. Nobody covers college football better. The Rush, right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander's Chevy of Norman, we're feeling good. How good? Jumping into summer savings good. And the hottest selection in town good. Plus, right now, get incredible savings on our best-selling trucks, like up to $77.50 off MS. Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. How about a uh, recruiting trivia question for old Ted Lehman before we get to the top of the hour? I'll get your guess. I'll tell you what Brent Venables uh, guessed on this question. Since the beginning of the online recruiting rankings era in 2000, only three times has a team won a national title without having signed a top five class in any of the previous four cycles. Who would you guess? Two teams have won those three titles since 2000, where they didn't sign a top five class in any of the uh, four previous years. OU in 2000. Does that count? I will guess your other one, and I'll tell you. Um, so there's one other school. Auburn? You got one right. Auburn is one, and Clemson is the other. Britt Venables guessed Clemson oh, in Oklahoma. That. Britt Venables guessed Clemson in Oklahoma. He was also half right. Uh, Clemson in 2016 and 2018, and then Auburn in 2010. I guess OU doesn't count because that was before the, the rankings era. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. Would have been the, the 99 But Brent said, I'm going to guess it's OU or Clemson. I'm like, well, half right. Yeah. All right. Well, that is interesting. Um, but OU would qualify if the <laughs> – I'm guessing if the rankings went all the way to 95 or so. For sure. For sure. All right. Quick timeout. We'll come back with the final hour here from Newcastle Casino next. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA.